The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planner Greg Cooley today, and uh, alongside me today, co-piloting this thing today, John Oliver Windsor, attorney at law from uh, Corinth. Uh, Thanks a lot, John. Thanks for being here. It's, it's always good to to have you in, you know, and Bubba take a day off. And, yeah. You know, well, you're talking about co-piloting. I'm having flashbacks from the movie Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, some of those scenes from there where those guys are cutting up. Yeah. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, and then the guys at Control Tower. Yeah. Like, I picked a heck of a day Neal. to quit oh, this, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a lot of people listening to us, well, we're showing our age a little bit, but a lot of people listening to us may not ha- have been privy to that. They need to go to Netflix. Yeah, I, I was probably a toddler or something when it came out. I, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I snuck in and watched it out at the uh, – Theater out here on the Skylark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, very, very, very funny. Uh, don't call me Shirley. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> one of the Stop <laughs> calling me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, as I said, it's always great to ha- have you here, uh, helping me do this this show and a, a fresh perspective on things. And today, I want to kind of um, lift the hood and look into the you know life of a small town attorney. Uh, first of all, attorneys in general. You know, you go through law school and then you got to take the bar and all that sort of stuff. But you have continuing ed. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you've got you've got about twelve hours a year. Okay. And then the three hours of ethics, mm. or maybe I, Tennessee and Mississippi are different on the ethic requirements. One of them's one hour, one of them's three. Some would say that that's grossly <laughs> under. Uh, our local legal community, I think we're good, but in other places, <laughs> there might be something to that. Right, these numbers you're using, it's a per year thing. Correct. All right, so you got to do three hours or one hour in ethics. And then over and above that, you got to do 12, 12 and, and, hours of. And it's kind of varied. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, and it's in you anything from in a, in a bigger city. A lot of times you have these lunch and learn things mm-hmm. where you get an hour and they'll have a speaker come up on a topic. Mm-hmm. Or you have the deals where you go to a convention down the coast mm-hmm. or Tunica or Philadelphia or Jackson or something where you're there for like a three day thing. Okay. You know, if some part of a, some association, a prosecutor association of criminal bar defense, convention, bar convention. Okay. You All know, right. yeah. Um, they, can stre- they can stretch that out into a week yeah yeah week. i've never been a fan of the mississippi bar convention doing it in florida that just always kind of gets a, so I've, that's my personal protest is, yeah, i hear you it, it really doesn't but the things you're studying are varied you can go to various things you, you kind of choose it they are yeah and you, and you regardless of what sort of practice you mm-hmm. you you operate uh oftentimes and, and i've been pretty good about it thankfully uh but you know, you get up on your deadline and you start looking at that calendar. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid taking many a trips to Timbuktu with my dad. And I'm like, you know, why are we going to Paducah to something about contracts law or something, you know? But, you know, you kind of check your boxes there. And some of it's good stuff and some of it's filler, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's certainly an ongoing educational process and, and after your first year of law school where you, you learn the basics of contracts and mm-hmm. criminal law and stuff like that, you have – 
options there as to what what's left and what you take. Okay. I mean, you don't have a thousand options, but mm-hmm. you can kind of take stuff that seems interesting and it might not be fruitful in the practice of law, but you know, entertainment law. I mean, that sounds cool, you know, but you know, we don't, you know, we don't have a lot going on here, but, but you know, sometimes you take some of those electives and do that, but it's a, you know, you always joke about getting out of law school and passing the bar and now saying, where's the courthouse, you know, (laughs) how do I file suit or defend somebody? And and that's, that's the practical part of it. And I, and I did a lot of that, but I mean, that's kind of self-driven. I mean, you get some practical courses where Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, whether it's mock trial for lack of better words Mm -hmm. or, uh, some stuff that tells you what to do pre-trial mm-hmm. pre-trial practice was one you know and it teaches mm-hmm. you a lot about like the forms and, and all that mm-hmm. but if you don't really take that on yourself to do it's mm-hmm. not like they kind of push that on you so it's a the university of dayton a few years ago uh they they condensed their program down to like a, a two-year academic program and a one-year sort of residency thing oh. i mean the medical profession's been doing it for a long time yeah. and, and have seemed to do well with it and i think that's a that's a good because it, it, I mean, it, you know, after two years for sure, you've got kind of the basics down yeah. and, and the practical. I mean, I learned more doing stuff at the AG's office during mm-hmm. the summers and, mm-hmm. and externships and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'd be interested, it'd be interesting to see if that, that takes off at yeah. all. But it's, it's, it's a great a, idea. I think it is. And it's a, you know, it provides, you know, could probably lessen the load on your student loans mm-hmm. if that last year is, is a, a not strictly an academic internship but it also the da's office is getting some cheap labor oh yeah maybe free yeah. the public defender's office is doing that yeah. the attorney general the mm-hmm. department of justice mm-hmm. fbi you know so mm-hmm. it, it yeah. could be a, a beneficial thing uh it's a great idea yeah to a lot of the public public sector stuff yeah um and and you know would give some people some real world experience because my you know my my father your father was an, an attorney my father was a, a minister mm-hmm. and my father used to say those guys come out of seminary and they're heavenly minded but they ain't no earthly good <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know because they've never been in a pulpit right. they've never had to do a funeral they've right. never done a wedding you know but they can exegete you know yeah. whatever from Leviticus say so that jug of wine over there and wonder what's going on you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so practicality is important. Very mm. important, and in 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 a, in a small town mm. practice, it's it's more so. I mean, the the bigger population centers, Memphis, Jackson, Nashville, mm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people that they that are strictly one track type of law, and then oftentimes some of it's just rote, and it's the same thing mm-hmm. over and over, or it's at least you know fifty percent of it's the same, and you kind of branch out a little bit. But when you have to kind of be on your toes a lot, you, you really yeah. the practical experience comes in yeah. real handy. Um, yeah, and, and from time to time, I'm sure you you do these continuing ed things, and maybe they make you aware of something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whether it's it, you know from a technology technology standpoint mm-hmm. and things you could be doing in your office to either save money or be more efficient, mm-hmm. you know, which is real practical. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not something you study about. And I always, you know, joke they don't teach you how to run a business in law school because <laughs> we're all so smart. You well, know, we oh, just yeah, figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you know, right, 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 you know, right. uh, I'm the most humble attorney in, in that <laughs> regard. I believe uh, I had a guy that, that we all know that's kind of a halfway business coach guy and, and has done mm-hmm. stuff for a lot of Fortune 500 companies and. Mm-hmm. I said, can you can you come into my business and like talk to my team? And I mean, I want to be, you know, I read I read these books about leadership and yeah, stuff, and yeah, you learn know, like, yeah. well, I mean, that should be sure. we'll do what we're doing too, you know. Sure. But most a lot of lawyers are, you know, yeah. just no doubt. won't take back and look at it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've never had a lawyer ask me to come in and help their office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's you know, it's a it's an ongoing education. I mean, it it's is. practicing law. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know. 
Mm-hmm. Ideally, you're a better lawyer next year than you were last year. And well, you learn you know, about stuff. And laws change and procedures change and filing methods change. And what, and you know, what society needs changes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. You know, in, in, the, in the upswing in the great economies and the great stock markets, people are trying to figure out how to save on their taxes. Mm-hmm. When it flips over, they're trying to figure out how to save their house. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. whether that's by, mm-hmm. you know, whether consumer protection stuff mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So mm-hmm. it you kind of have to be a, a little bit of a uh, chameleon in, mm-hmm. in some regards. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's certainly an ongoing learning process. Um, and that's the reason I wanted to kind of look under the hood related to uh, practice of a small town uh, lawyer. Uh, because, uh, you know, you're going to have to be a lot of things to a lot of people. We're up against a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a few of those things that uh, you, you need to be proficient in. Uh, as a small-town lawyer, here from the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planner Greg Hooley along with our attorney uh, in the spotlight today, John Oliver Windsor. John, we're talking going to the break and going to make the focus of the show, kind of the uh, challenges of small-town law practice um let's talk technology you know you've been practicing law a while now how has technology changed more dependent on computers you're into apps now people are they searching for lawyers on the web what's going on all of the above i mean it's really like and i kind of you know i'm of the generation i was born in 77 and and i'm and there's about a six-year gap there and i think 76 77 is one where you remember the 20 foot long kitchen phone cord, <laughs> but you, you had a cell phone, but you also remember knowing not having a home phone, mm-hmm. which is what mm-hmm. a lot of people do now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, remembering the first time, you know, the Dire Straits MTV first video I saw, <laughs> and we went up there and did the two through 13, you know, and it was just the biggest thing in the world. And then, and then, you know, some people who, called Comcast complaining and wanted MTV off their, off their TV, you know, but kind of remembering that and remember having a Commodore 128D uh, uh, computer, you know, I was, it was fancy, not the 64, you know, oh, we had the yeah. 128D and the floppy disk, which was floppy in your hand, not the little mini hard disk, you know, mm-hmm. and so, um, so sort of kind of evolving through that, you know, we my age, people, I'm 44, uh, you know, we we took keyboarding in, in high school, but mm-hmm. it was on a on a on a um, on a computer. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't typing. Mm-hmm. You know, it changed from typing to keyboarding, and so we were kind of think of that generation that started adapting to some of that stuff. No and so we've sort of rode the wave, and I think there's people that are in my age bracket that have have either dove in and, and jumped in or give up the ghost. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I'll get some that are just you know that have just given it up. You know, really? there's like. I'm like, man, you got kids. You got to be on top of this stuff, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, but it, but it, and then it's gone from, you know, the law books now, the big thick ones that you get at the antique store mm-hmm. it is, are truly placeholders in a bookshelf now yeah, and not really, so much. Really good in the yeah, decorating. Yeah, yeah, you put three here and do one up sideways. <laughs> but, you know, for a period of time, whenever we were in Jackson and I started my own practice and I was like, you got to have a set of law books, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they won't take me seriously. Mm-hmm. So I got on this list serve. Which was a bunch of solo practitioners in Mississippi emailing back and forth and said, "Hey, has anybody got an old set they want to get rid of?" And starving lawyer here, you know. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, come get it." And his way out in rural Rankin County, and I went and got it. And then I called the company, and it was Westlaw, I think. And mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, we'll give you a set of books as long as you subscribe to our updates," you know. Oh, and really? it's like you know four hundred and fifty dollars a month, <laughs> and so you got these big bound books, and every year 
or every month they'll send you an update. Like if a law changes, you stick it in the back and mm. swap it out and all that stuff. Mm. Well, now it's it sort of, and they've, they've kind of been in front of it. I mean, they realize that, you know, people are searching online and mm. we started learning that in law school mm. and, um, and I'm now even, and it's, it's just the tip of the iceberg from the legal world, but Google Scholar mm-hmm. is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's used in a lot of academic mm-hmm. uh, research mm-hmm. and whatnot, right. but now right. they've got a legal component. So they will eventually, right. yeah. you know, and it's a free service. Yeah. And it yeah. does, I've yet to find a bell and whistle that, that, mm-hmm. that they don't have that the others do. Right. Um, right. So, you know, from the, from the research side of that, and, and often in the day-to-day practice in a small town, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of legal research. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have these new uh, crazy issues that come up. Now, you may find a needle in a haystack and be like, well, that's odd and peculiar. Let me see. And this is something new in the law. But but, but the Googleizing of the research component of it makes it easier to find those needles in a haystack. Right. Um, so you've got that. I mean, you've got, you know, the tablets. You know, you've got Dropbox and mm-hmm. stuff like that where you can have things syncing over. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was doing public defender work and you'd have 50 clients up there. You could walk in with a dolly mm-hmm. or a tablet, mm-hmm. you know, and we had everything uploaded there. And so, you know, the the mobile law office, and I mean, there's Facebook groups. I'm on a lot of those, you know, and stuff. But I mean, you can, you, you, the lawyer on the beach is one of them. And mm-hmm. I hadn't quite figured that one out, <laughs> but. And I can't decide if it's tongue in cheek because I see these beach pictures and I'm like, man, you guys got it going on. <laughs> Is you know? he really doing yeah. that? Yeah. And uh, but but they they really get into the remote and what oh, you can yeah. do, what you yeah. can outsource, yeah. what can be virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just so many tools there from the tech side, um, and it, and I think it it can it can make you if you utilize it appropriately and, and, and we're known not to, but with time management, mm-hmm. it could really help you out with that. I mean, we're, we're, you know, the bad thing about that is the procrastinator in me and a lot of lawyers is mm. now the federal courts, instead of having to take it over to Aberdeen, I got till midnight on the deadline to file it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> meanwhile at 11 o'clock I'm typing feverishly, <laughs> you know, right. so it's like, really, you know, <laughs> but you know, the timestamps, as long as the date's right, you're good, yeah. but you get, um, there's just so many, and the courts have adopted a lot of that. Our, our Chancery Court now is, is 100% online filing. Right. The uh, Alcorn County, it was a pilot program originally, and they they picked out 10 counties in the state to kind of see how we would do. And so if, if I'm filing something, some land dispute or something, the, the physical first filing you take okay. or mail in, and then every subsequent filing is submitted electronically. Okay. Circuit Court has adopted that now. So we're, we're one of the – probably the smaller counties – or smallest counties that actually have a full um, e sort of footprint on that. Oh, it's usually great. Desoto County, Lee County, mm-hmm. Hines, yeah, yeah, Harrison. Yeah. That's the leading, the, cutting yeah, edge the, kind the, of the bigger you know population. But thankfully, and I think it was Bill Waller who was, has some roots up in this area when he was on the Supreme Court. He was a big proponent of trying to do that just to kind of get the technology out and kind of catch us up. Mm-hmm. So you know, the courts have adapted, which is, is which force you know, the practitioner to adapt or adopt as well. Mm. But, you know, from the research, that, that's a big thing. From the mobile officing thing, I mean, if, if lightning strikes my office, I can go to uh, Tomlinson or one mm-hmm. of our local computer guys mm-hmm. or gals mm-hmm. and give me, it might take about eight hours to download all my stuff, mm-hmm. but I can do it and I'll be mobile. And I've got right. a laptop in my in my car. Right. If I was in Memphis at a seminar and, and some right. – um, legal crisis breaks out that I need to tend to, I can get, if I can hunker down somewhere and get some Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. I can be just as efficient um, remotely. Yeah. And so, you know, and then that sort of, you know, for a small practitioner, that helps because it could 
cut down your cost. I mean, it, it gets into, you know, I really just need a place to meet somebody. So, see, if my dad was hearing us, God rest his soul, he was here, and he was hearing you and me have this conversation, he was thinking, those all lawyers, they used to have to put in long hours and have those big books and do all that research, and now that boy's got the computer. Yeah. So he ain't working half as long. Right, right. Yeah, uh-huh. well, that the – Personal interaction side has not changed. I'll put it that way. You know, and I talked about we don't have to do as much research here, you know, in a, in a small yeah. town. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have long hours. No, They're just differently absolutely. placed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, you know, you can save some time here mm. to work on this other that never ends. No. You know, so it's, you end up finding yourself working a lot, but it's, you know, you hope maybe you're getting more done. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but the tools that are out there and that are constantly evolving and the companies that have, 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 um, I've realized one real estate company we use it does a lot of our software does the software for the loan closings and all mm-hmm. that. They're like the only legal platform of, of software that has come from non legal people. Mm. So they're out of Austin, like you know, a, a, a startup company, mm-hmm. and they're like, we want to make it like you're in Google Chrome, uh-huh. the best software ever. Really, so smooth, easy. I mean, it's so it's so. It's just kind of gradually as you get those, the tech guys mm-hmm. that are doing software mm-hmm. coming in and realizing, you know, these guys have had kind of some dinosaur type softwares mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Look like they're on running on DOS or something like that. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, so that, that you know, that's going to continue to evolve. So, so you don't eliminate the hours. You just use them differently and hopefully more efficiently. You can either do more or faster uh, because of technology. But it also doesn't eliminate stress. I mean, the stress of your profession. Yeah, it, it does not do that. I mean, probably the biggest thing that it does as far as a time management thing is, that, I mean, I hope, and, and sometimes I'm good at it and sometimes I'm not, is it gives me more time to take you guys some donuts mm-hmm. or to go, you know, do some marketing, mm-hmm. you know, some, some face-to-face stuff mm-hmm. that oftentimes you get bogged down in and you got to continuously fuel the, fuel the pump. You do. You know, you and do. so, it, it, you know, it may free up more time. And then I suppose one could just rest on the laws of, okay, I've cut out this research time, and so I'm going to kick back and watch Netflix. But, right. you know, rent's due the next month. <laughs> right. The bank's calling me, and it's not a, it's not a courtesy call. Right. You know, so, sure. so you've got to kind of continue to do it. But, 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 yeah, I mean, the stresses are still there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in the, the Google world, and I always, when I go to, go to a doctor, and I'll just bite my tongue because I want to say, well, I looked on WebMD. <laughs> and... <laughs> Me too. I mean, and I and I just and I and I was like, and mm. I mean, I've even found myself doing. It. I was like, I know you hate this because I hate this, right? You I, know, I don't like clients like me, <laughs> right? Yeah, and so you know, and so, but the, you know, that's 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 got its pros and cons. I mean, you got you got some people that come in and just want to second guess because they read about some mm-hmm. listserv in Tacoma, Washington that talked about it. well, the laws are different in Tacoma than they mm-hmm. are here, yeah. you know. But it does. Um, it or can, we don't have a judge like that. Right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I ain't taking that up the up the street here. <laughs> but you know, so you, so you've got some you've got some sect of better educated clientele, um, in whether it's good good education or not, but at least have more knowledge about it. Um, and you also have some, and this is kind of segueing a bit that are you know used to being banking on their app, mm-hmm. and that's one thing we're trying to figure out is you know where. You know, there's got to be the personal connection, but there's a segment of people under 40 oh, yeah. that if they got to use lawyer, if they can do it interactively on GChat or oh, yeah. Facebook Messenger or something, I mean, they're they're content to do a lot of that communication, right? Which is 
the biggest bar complaint that's filed in Jackson is lack of communication. We, uh, you know, we had a conversation the other day with uh, a fellow financial planner. He's in Southern California. Uh, he's from Polynesian descent, and he's really a cool-looking guy, and he's, he, he does a lot of surfing and whatever. And you know what he's found? He just, he, he's got a niche, and, and he does 20- to 50-year-old people. And when he has a meeting with you, uh, most of the time you're doing it on Zoom, and he is lying on the beach. Yeah. And people get, uh, they're turned on by that. Yeah. They think, hey, this dude is successful. Right. I want to be like that. I can hear the wind in the back. My clients in this part of the world, they want to see my butt in a chair, and they want me in an office. And if I was on the beach, they'd think I was making too much money yeah. off them. Yeah. It's just a different way but- of looking at it. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. You know, be, yeah. now now when the COVID, and that's been sort of a curveball for a lot of this, I feel like, because cause people have, have gotten less used to going into the bank. You know, that's what I think about. You go make your deposits to cover your payroll where and all that stuff. Where it's physical. Yeah, where it's physical. And, you know, but then we found, and we pulled around with Zoom some. We didn't, like, fully get into it, but we do phone consults, did a few Zooms. Mm-hmm. But I found that, you know, a fellow that, that works somewhere has got an hour off for lunch mm-hmm. that he could grab Subway and sit yeah. in his car. Yeah. And we could have a, a detailed 30-minute and not just, like, watching his watch. So I there go is a place for it. Absolutely. And for there's a way to, people. even if you are grounded here and mm-hmm. not on the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And we do it all the time. Actually, we just reconfigured our whole office, and I moved upstairs, and we took what? was my personal office space turned it into a conference room with a bunch of cameras right and you know three or four times a week we're going to meet with somebody in another state or another country but the rest of the time i'm here where my people want to see me yeah uh and it it is that uh, it's a hybrid sort of it is a hybrid kind of thing we're up against a break here with john oliver windsor going to continue this discussion on the advisors roundtable super talk radio Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planner Greg Cooley here with John Oliver Windsor, attorney at law. And we're talking a little bit about looking under the hood of running a law practice. And we talk technology and we talk continuing ed. One of the things I want to, and I've always wanted to ask every lawyer that I've ever met with, whether it's on the personal here it side. Comes. For, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> How do you handle it when you know a client is guilty? How do you handle, you know, just just dealing with the, and I know there's a professional side you're going to get to about legally, ethically, everybody deserves a defense, whatever, whatever. But just in your heart, in your soul, you know, old Phil over there did it. Right. Well, and, and, you know, we've touched on this stuff before is, is, you know, a, it's kind of like, you know, you want somebody to hold your hand through the process mm-hmm. to work out something for you. And we get, you know, unfortunately in the criminal courts, mm-hmm. a, a lot of them are guilty. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and the best points are coming and tell me that. There's some <laughs> that do not, and I get to find out in the middle of a trial. But, yeah, good. I mean, I never have a, in a, and it may be my upbringing, you know, I never have an issue with it because, I mean, to me, I feel still feel like that, the burden is on the state and that's the way to keep them sharpening their, you know, mm-hmm. I want them, to, I want to keep, keep their tail used to having to have somebody try a case because if I'm a victim of crime, I want to make sure that sucker goes, and I know it's kind of a backwards way, but, no, but no. I want to make sure, you know, that they, they, their tools continue to stay sharpened. I mean, from a personal professional standpoint, some people just need shepherding through the process mm-hmm. and they need, um, you know, they can be one of a hundred clients to somebody that's doing it on a mass scale or mm-hmm. one of a handful mm-hmm. and, and need somebody just to walk them through, well, how's this really going to happen? And, and, and they maybe know that, that their, their free world time, so to speak, is, is going to be limited and they may have to go to jail, but 
I need somebody to spend some time with them to like prepare them. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't know what it's like going down there, but I know all the steps involved mm-hmm. and all that. And so I've never, you know, I've you never, never had, a, I don't have a, I don't like a moral. Yeah. I mean, I don't, thing. I don't feel like, and, and I think that's, you know, you get that people, if you do criminal offense, well, how could you do that? And it's like, well, I mean, you've got to, I mean, that, mm-hmm. everybody deserves because, you know, we've seen the shows now and we've seen these guys come back where the DNA evidence was wrong and all that. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. want to just make sure that, I mean, it's not the iron sharpens iron type thing, but sure. I, but I think keeping the prosecutors and whatnot, keeping them sharp helps mm-hmm. society as a whole. I think and if everybody right. just rolled up and played and, and, you know, then all of a sudden investigations get a little more lax mm-hmm. and things like that. And then something hits you personally and you're like, mm-hmm. if I'd have kept them sharp, mm-hmm. you know, the person who, who stole my car. And would, what would, if you were charged? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what I, right. I, I want to come back to people that get a little high and mighty about this. Yeah. I, I, I say, you know, you may feel like you know everything here. You don't know all the evidence. Yeah. Only, only people who know it all were the two people who were there. Right. <laughs> and, and they're only telling their lawyers so much. Yeah. And the prosecutors have only found out so much. So who the heck are you? Do you yeah. think you know it all? I said, you know, you want to you want to create a civil rights advocate out of somebody, put a pair of handcuffs on them. Uh, absolutely. And, <laughs> and they'll talk about civil <laughs> liberties and whatnot, you know. But it's, you know, and there are, there are many factors. And oftentimes it's, a, you know, maybe something's been overcharged mm-hmm. and they're guilty. and But mm-hmm. it's not they're not guilty of, of that. capital murder. That, right. that gets a needle, mm-hmm. they're 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 guilty of something that should be getting them thirty years. Mm-hmm. And you know that's kind of and that that's something we run into a lot on, on a heavier crime. Mm-hmm. That it's more you know that the, the the state of Mississippi what they how they define certain crimes it, it probably should be this mm-hmm. B instead of A. Right. And so you know that that helps. But I'm you know it never you know from a more but i mean i've had people like well, i couldn't i couldn't represent some of those people and i'm like well, i mean they're people just like we are and well, and, and whether yeah. you know you're the last one they get to talk to and, and mm-hmm. say you know there will be other side to this and <laughs> and you've got to you know utilize this you know what's coming but mm-hmm. you've got to figure out a way to to get out so that you can be there for your kids in 10 years or whatever the case may be sure and not just get thrown away right and that's and, and of, i think like you said looking at it from the point of view of where we're keeping our society sharp we're, we're, we're keeping the, the prosecutors, we're keeping the investigators, we're you know, keeping them sharp because, you know, God forbid somebody uh, mis, uh, charges me, uh, you know, I've, I want somebody to defend me, but I also want people who are in the investigation who have been doing it a lot to be able to find out it wasn't me. Right, right. You know? Yeah, and if, if, if everybody just laid down, Mm-mm. you know, I think it, your skills would... And just because I mean, you get charged... Or just because somebody wants to sue you, or just somebody because somebody gets mad at you, doesn't necessarily mean you're guilty, does it? Correct. I mean, it's it. You know, just you know, they always talk about you can indict a ham sandwich, you know, because it's <laughs> it's always one side of you know, and it's one mm-hmm. witness up there in a grand jury that says, "Well, by golly, he did it." Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get to hear that his cell phone says he's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. You know, stuff like that. And 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 so. Yeah, I mean, there's no more issue with me. I think it's a, it's a, it's it's part of the system to keep it flowing well, and to is. make sure the people, uh, and there are people, you know, there was somebody I think it ran for judge years ago, and and mm-hmm. I said, what are you going to do, a judge? You going to lock them up? And he's like, I'm going to lock up the ones that need locking up, <laughs> but I'm going to try to see the ones that I think can benefit from alternative sentencing mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. to still be a part of society, mm-hmm. and I pray that I have a good. Uh, 
judgment as mm-hmm. to which or which is which. Right. And so, you know, I think that's, you know, part of it is, you know, is this somebody that's just got a substance abuse problem right. and, and maybe not a, a criminal mastermind, mm-hmm. you know, are there alternatives there? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's in restricted settings, right. but at a place that maybe would, would help with their addiction issues instead of turning them, putting them into a hardened criminal, yeah. you know, and come out of it. Especially if you can get them early. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and try and, and, and all of us are sinners. None of us yeah. are perfect. Absolutely. You know, thankfully just <laughs> some people yeah. gave us all a second chance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and then, you know, some of our sins are on the front page and a lot of them aren't, you know, but the guy we tend to, as a society, we tend to, to put, you know, make those the worst sinners. Poor you know? old Urban Meyer, man. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, you got to know you're fairly famous, you know, and you got at, at your own restaurant. <laughs> with, you got to know you're sitting in the wrong position on that stool, man. You know, my goodness. But, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> but for the grace of God, there go a lot of people. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I remember hearkening back to another attorney that was talking about defending people, even those who are guilty. He responded back to somebody who was trying to take this moral road, you know, of how in the world could you do that? He said, well, what Jesus do with that woman at the well? He knew she was guilty. Right. She'd had all those previous things, and she's living with the guy that wasn't even her husband and whatever. He still showed her mercy. Yeah. He still tried to defend her. He still tried to give her a better life. He still, you know. Yeah. So, a pretty good example yeah. there. Yeah. You want to go moral high ground? I got you there. <laughs> yeah. I'll see your moral high ground, and I'll up you I'll, Jesus' story. I'll you know? pull you something. Yeah, right. <laughs> something off the shelf yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... Um, but, you know, and, it, and it's oftentimes a lot of people in the process, and some of it's a it's a one-time hiccup, and mm-hmm. some of them it's a lifetime of it, mm-hmm. and they've never had anybody to kind of shepherd them or maybe have a little yeah. little minute of, of some grace to them and, yeah. and just talk to them, and, yeah. you know, yeah. you're important, you're human, you know, but, you know, but you've also got to, you know, pay for your consequences, well, but you the, key is, the key is not doing it again, right. you know? Right, right. Um, and, and, you know, coming out of this, a better person, mm-hmm. like I said, for your family, for your kids, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no no doubt. And, and I think all of us can do that in our professions, not just attorneys or ministers or whatever. We we all have opportunities in our professions to help yeah. people and set them on a different yeah different uh, road. Or at least show them a little light, you know, yeah. at some point. They yeah. might never have it and right. never seen it. And, and that, that can be anybody, like I said, in any, any job. And they make the... Prisons for those who don't want to right rehab. Yeah, yeah. There's it's full of them. There, uh, you, you know, know, there are some people who don't want to. Right. Yeah. And then there's and there's some. We talked about this before that that maybe shouldn't have got to those hardened places that, mm-hmm. that at some point become institutionalized. Mm-hmm. And and it's you know that's who they are. Yeah. I mean, you know the the Shawshank Redemption where old, the old <laughs> fella got up there and he couldn't he couldn't handle it. You know yeah. he couldn't handle being out out outside because he's been in for so long now um, you you say you know you you grew up we got a couple minutes here before the next break we're up against but uh you say you know your your father was a, 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 a an attorney and, and right. you had that uh, example and you you've heard in society people you know, always uh, uh, laughing here come about, the jokes yeah, yeah yeah all these jokes and and sort of thing but uh you know it's some people don't want to pay the price. They don't want to pay for your service. Right. There, yeah. There's a reluctance there, isn't? Oh, there? absolutely. And the calls, and you know, and this, I mean, you know, we get the calls. Well, I, 
they have to do pro bono, don't they? And I said, yeah, and I get to pick which ones I do. You know? <laughs> 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 right. Right, right you know and it's uh and it's kind of a it's you know and and my dad you know he talks about well you know back in the so-and-so times you know we only charged x and i was like well, a gallon of milk was 50 cents mm-hmm. you know and i mean it's but it's it's surprising yeah. Yeah, people kind of remember oh, 20 years ago it didn't cost me but this or that i was like uh-huh. we got it you know you got that thousand dollar payment on that truck you pulled up in and mm-hmm. all this and that and you know mm-hmm. but it, but yeah i mean there's often there's people like that in in that come to a lot of places yeah. And wanting a, something free. Yeah. And, and like I said, we, you know, we, I do it, and it's kind of a case. But there's some that, you know, that can't pay and are trying, and we realize, okay, that's going to be somebody that we're going to help out and, yeah. you know, give them, you know, relief them from that. Or somebody that's just systems kind of chewing up a little bit, nobody will kind of take time with them, and, and I know they can't afford it. So but. Bubba's response when, you know, they come in our office, and sometimes we talk about our fees and how much we're going to do for them and all the services they're going to get and everything, and then they still act a little reluctant to pay. Bubba's like, do you really want a cheap advisor? Yeah, right. You right. really want a cheap lawyer? Right, right. You want yeah. a you want a cheap doctor? Right. Huh? Yeah. You really? Yeah. You exactly. want a, you want the least? <laughs> you know the the, the doctor who's going to charge you the least to cut that thing out? Right. <laughs> yeah. Or the best one? Yeah. Yeah, we're not buying beans or corn here. I mean, it's not. It's not. No, it's not a. We're, we're I mean, talking expertise, but it's not thought commodity. of as a commodity a lot. Yeah, I mean, in the legal yeah, world, I mean, yeah. I think people in public perception of, of an our, our my mm-hmm. job path is mm-hmm. that. You know, it is a commodity, and there are some things that are sort of that dealt with like that. But, but that's I think the perception is like, well, you know, if it costs this much, this guy up the street, and yeah, you get well, into that. But that's yeah. sometimes the market will will dictate well, how that goes. That's and, the way the market works. But on the other hand, you know, you still got to eat and survive and pay for all the overhead and and everything associated with running a practice. We're up against this break. Thanks a lot to John Oliver Windsor for being here. He's going to continue with us in the next segment on the Advisors Roundtable at Super Talk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planner Greg Cooley here with attorney John Oliver Windsor. And John, we've talked a whole lot about uh, looking under the hood of uh, running a law practice. Let me ask you something. Is the job market okay for lawyers, are we? Do we have enough graduating? We got too many. Was it? Was it look you like? You know, they don't. You know, and, and I've, I'm giving you a legal lawyer mm-hmm. answer here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had friends that like went to chiropractic school, and they go to the career services, and they say, okay, there's a you know for every X number of people between insurance and Medicare, Medicaid, and private mm-hmm. pay, a community of ten thousand will support four chiropractors or whatever it is, mm-hmm. one for every 2,500 people or something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the same in the medical profession or in the, you know, mm-hmm. general practitioners, nurse practitioners, that sort of thing. They don't really get into that in lawyers. Mm-hmm. You know, when we mm-hmm. lived in Jackson, the metro area of Jackson had 350,000 people, 3,500 lawyers. Woo. One per. Every 10 people. Yeah. Or 100. Or 100. Every 100. Alcorn County is about 35,000. We had 35 lawyers. Okay. So it's 10 times as many down, down there yeah, yeah. as there is up here. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, now there's so many governmental entities there. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of government work, school yeah. districts, yeah. governments. There's, you know, yeah, yeah. 25 probably municipalities in the metro area or 30. Mm-hmm. You know, here we got two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not apples to apples. You know, we don't see a lot of this year. We had two, um, two local kids graduate and mm-hmm. have come back here to work mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but that's you know we hadn't had that in a while right. um you know some some other local communities are, have kind of are dying off in the attorneys as mm-hmm. far as there's not many that are non-social security aged you yeah. know for example right. um yeah and you know so it's hard to tell i feel like we're kind of 
at a, at a good spot mm -hmm. here as far as you know enough work there's enough work mm -hmm. and, and there's some institutional work here mm -hmm. and by that i'm talking about different boards and, mm -hmm. and school boards and gas and water boards and mm -hmm. ace power and, mm -hmm. and the municipal municipalities the county government that sort of thing right. um but it, but i feel like it's you know i think you know I, and i feel like we've kind of had the same number of lawyers mm. since i was a kid mm. like and you've got you do have some that are even though we say in a small town you can't really uh be totally one track like specialized or yeah whatever. but right. if you do that you're you're kind of branching out beyond this area from an advertising perspective and uh, that sort of thing so if you said you were in a state uh, a tax lawyer then you're probably going to have a fair amount of work in your county but you're probably going to have to tr stretch out. You're going to need to be getting around, you know, mm -hmm. Lee County and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We kind of look at it as, you know, if you take the population of every county we touch, right. all one county, right. you know, it's, you know, around somewhere, and I've just spitballed, you know, 100,000 people, you okay. know, and which is, you know, yeah. the driving to get to Ripley is, is shorter than most, some commutes in Memphis, you know, so, you know, but now we're not used to, you know, I'm used no. to two minutes to get to Kroger or something, you know, or Gardner's or whatever, but so, you know, you could kind of do that, but, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, you have a, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's not a lot you can be real specific with, I feel like, but, and that may, I don't know, that, that may help just the community as a whole because everybody's mm -hmm. kind of general practitioners and mm -hmm. so you do a, a little bit of everything keeps the competition good yeah and i think it, and you know we're in a place we're not in a, a bigger city to where um i think we're doing better about it about drawing people that aren't from here here right. to work right you know and, and, and thank to a lot of the corporate operations around here mm -hmm. we've done that and we've gotten to know people and friends with them you probably mm -hmm. got clients like that sure um but but in in my world in the lawyer world mm -hmm. that's that's not all that's not real um, that didn't happen a lot right you and, know and most so, people that lawyers here are from here right, Kinda, I was you say, know most people they use a local attorney right for whatever right closing their real estate getting their divorce whatever yeah they, they're going to and use you want it and I have people call me from like DeSoto County and I'm like man I don't know the judge over there and I don't know <laughs> and it's not a, of course that right plays on perception everybody knows judge but i mean you know how they operate right you know you know what yeah. they do what? and don't like mm -hmm. and you know what will put you in the penalty box and what won't you know and <laughs> how i tell people paperwork's yeah, required right. all and, that. you know and then you know how it takes me five minutes to get to court you know mm -hmm. that kind of thing but mm -hmm. but uh i think we're at a, a pretty decent um you know it'd be yeah, that would be kind of an interesting study and i remember looking through that through the years and never finding you know and i don't think we have the third-party payers that can show us probably give us the data mm. like medicare or blue mm. cross that mm. shows you know mm -hmm. how many claims are filed a year and mm -hmm. and how much how much how many practitioners you need for that since all you know everything we do is private pay and and, and right if you had a child and they're graduating high school and they're thinking about going into the law right uh part of it you know i've got a child now who's a senior in college Right, and she's looking at the job market, and she's probably going to go to uh, graduate school and, and specialize in certain things or whatever. But she's got all these friends, and, and including herself, because right now a lot of employers are out looking for good employees. Absolutely, they'll try to talk you out of going to, to graduate school to come to work for them. You know, and so and quite actually, some of the starting pay I'm hearing 
I had to work 20 years to make that kind right, of money. Right, right. Now, as you said, we have inflation, and the price of gasoline was lower. So, yeah, they were going to pay me lower back there uh, 40 years but ago. But, yeah, I think it's it's beyond keeping up with inflation in the current market. It, it, you know, it, I think yeah, it's, it seems to. Because a lot of them are hurting. Yeah. A lot of em- employers are hurting. There, many, many people. Uh, I'm finding this in my profession. Many people that are getting close to retirement the first day they can, they come to see me, and I run the numbers for them. And when I tell them, yeah, you can probably retire next June, next thing I hear on the street is, oh, John Oliver Winters filed his papers yeah. next June the 1st. That's He's right. out. He just went to Jackson. That's <laughs> yeah. what our repairs friends do. You know, they like go to Jackson, and they'd let you know. Uh, yeah. And you know. so all those people who can get out, a lot of them are. Right. So there's a real gulf. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in, in, in that's across fields, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and whether ours plays into that, you know, a lot of lawyers, you know, work till they can't work anymore mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just, a, you know, it's, it's you know, I don't, I'm not sure the mindset of, yeah. of, of people. I mean, if it's a – but you think about it. I mean, most of the lawyers – So I use you guys all the time as my example. I got people who come in, let's say he owns a plumbing business, and I'll use lawyers as an example, sometimes to the good and sometimes to the bad, but yep. I'll use an example. Wherever I, helps you, man. I, I, this <laughs> is what I say. You know, lawyers are pretty smart people, right? They you know, had to go to school. They had to get in, into in, in, accepted. They had passed all those classes. They had to pass the bar, have to do this continuing ed. They have stress under them, whether they're in front of a judge or in front of clients, whatever. They're pretty smart people, but... Not all of them are able to retire. And sometimes that's about choices along the way. Right. What they did with those settlements. Absolutely. And, you know, did they buy a lake home or did they invest in their retirement plan? Right. Yeah. And so I'm saying it doesn't, it's not necessarily just about smart. Or are you going to be able to retire when you're 65? Sometimes it's about choices. Well, yeah. And if you, and, and, you know, if you make those decisions along the way, mm-hmm. and, and, and so, yeah. and then oftentimes I think you see some get later in a career and get used to, a certain income they do and and they hadn't been talking to people like y'all and realizing <laughs> look you know if you want to keep that post-retirement you need to be doing this now yeah, when you were 40 you yeah. need to be put you didn't need the new lambo as they say you know <laughs> yeah you know but i mean you know uh. and, and there's we've talked about this a lot on the advisors roundtable there is this balance between enjoying life now and plan, planning for life later but you know, if you really do want to have the possibility of being able to hang it up one of these days, whether you're the, whether you're the plumber or the, you're the attorney, you've got to be thinking about sure, that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and sometimes when we're left on our own and somebody's not kind of steering us in, a, in the right yeah, direction. I mean, we, we, you know, we're impulsive and, and uh, we all are. you know, instant gratification. Whether stuff. we're really, really smart or not, we still are humans. Yeah. Um, and we have to make good decisions. It's always great to have you here, and it's always good to uh, you know have good conversation with you. And uh, let, today, look under the hood. Yeah, absolutely. Like Enjoyed it. Lawyer. Yeah. Thanks a lot to John Oliver Windsor for being with us here, Super Talk Radio, and the Advisors Roundtable.
The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.